Art of the Kickstart, Episode 92. Welcome to the Art of the Kickstart.com, where entrepreneurs are constantly pushing the envelope to build businesses of greatness. Inventors are innovating and creating the products of the future, and backers stand strong for what they believe. These are some of the great thinkers, inventors, and leaders of our time. Here are their stories. Guys, I don't always recommend crowdfunding fulfillment, but when I do, I prefer eFulfillmentService.com. Guys, launching a Kickstarter campaign isn't exactly easy. That's why the majority of Kickstarters fail, despite how hard inventors work. I put together a free six-step email mini course to try to eradicate this evil issue and help inventors and entrepreneurs everywhere. If you guys go to artofthekickstart.com slash checklist, you can get the new and improved six-step guide that's going to walk you step-by-step through making your Kickstarter, your crowdfunding campaign happen. Check it out, artofthekickstart.com slash checklist, and make your crowdfunding dreams happen. Guys, welcome to Art of the Kickstart. We have an awesome podcast planned for somebody right out of Art of the Kickstart. We've got David Espinosa on the line. David's been an awesome fan of the show, of the community. He's been a really cool guy to connect with, and I've been shooting him emails back and forth. David's the founder of Brushlogger, a company that's trying to change the way that people maintain teeth and health hygiene, especially for their kids, those people that aren't brushing their teeth well. David launched a Kickstarter, and it just wasn't ready. So David pulled the plug. He's on the show now to share his journey that he's had, how he's coming back strong, and how he's going to have an epic startup. Thanks for coming on today, David. Oh, no problem. I actually feel honored to be on the show. Thank you so much. I think it's awesome to have people like you on, David. People that are really out there, they're doing it, and they're hustling. And you know how we start these shows off. We like a life quote, a success quote. What do you got? All right. So my favorite one, let me explain a little bit of background first, because I know we've all heard this quote, when you want to succeed as much as you breathe, as you want to breathe, then you will be successful. But the way I like to think of that quote is if somebody is holding your head underwater or if you didn't know how to swim and you're a kid and you get chucked into the water somehow, you're not going to be thinking about what shows on TV, you know, that today you had a horrible day at work. You're only going to be thinking about, can I breathe? How do I get to breathe? You need to have that drive. You need to have that drive to succeed in the entrepreneur world. So that's why I like that quote so much. Because shit is going to knock you down. That's what the world is. It knocks you down. And only the people that come back strong, people like you, David, are the people that actually succeed. I love that quote. It's one of my most favorite motivational, like pump up and get ready to go tear the gym apart kind of videos. I think that's absolutely absolutely awesome for people. So, David, tell people a little bit about your story. How did you how did you get into entrepreneurship? What's your deal? Okay, so I actually was listening to a show just like yours. It was about entrepreneurism, and I wasn't even an entrepreneur at the time. I just knew that I was getting kind of tired of working for somebody else and uh, just every day putting in so many hours for somebody else. And I kind of wanted to expand my thinking. And somebody had mentioned Kickstarter on a podcast, and I got super excited. I didn't know like average people can make products, you know, and get funded with a huge company. I had tons of inventions when I was a kid and I never wrote any of them down. I didn't even think they were a big deal. I started to pursue creating inventions once I, I listened to the podcast. I started thinking of ideas and stuff that I would want in my life. And that's how I got started was just uh, trying to create a, a Kickstarter. I tried. I failed first time. Uh, I think you actually saw my video, Matt. It was a uh, just a simple device that plugs into the wall, didn't work out, but I just kept going. Again, you have to just keep pushing 
and keep pushing. And that I think is something that's really important for people is you can you can get a mulligan. That's how Kickstarter worked. The coolest cooler guys, they failed their first time around. They came back to crush it. But the thing is, you've got to come back smarter. You've got to come back stronger. What did you learn initially from your campaign that made you think, I can do this the second time around? Okay, well, absolutely listening to people on your show. That's one thing that encouraged me to continue. And also the fact that I had this mindset that I'm not going to give up. You know, I had this mindset that even if Kickstarter doesn't accept me, I'm going to keep pushing for this product. I'm going to put all the money I can that I could personally spend on this product. I'm not going to let anything get in my way. And if it's Kickstarter denying me the first time, then I'm going to try again to get on there the second time. If it's me messing up on my PR the second time, I'm going to keep pushing until I succeed on it. I think that brings up two very important points. So the first point about going until you succeed, I think that is definitely the attitude people need to have. But at the same time, you've got to have that cutoff or that safety valve. You see some people mortgaging their houses, doing crazy things. I don't know if you watch Shark Tank, but you see some of the people on there just getting eviscerated by the sharks. How do you know when enough is enough, when the idea isn't market validated? What? How do you know for inventors out there, what's the best way to market validate an idea? I guess that's my idea. Okay. Uh, The best way to market validate your idea is absolutely asking people. Ask people, ask people. I can't say enough. At first, I was so scared of sharing my idea and having people steal it. I started to learn about patents and, you know, what I can say, what you can't say. And just for all your listeners who don't know, if you're scared to share your idea, you need to lose that right now. If that is really your fear, then find another way to explain your idea where people can still get somewhat of the concept and you're not giving away all the the good part of the idea. Because you need to see if people will even accept it. Sometimes the best idea in your head isn't always exactly what people want to purchase. Absolutely. Like if you're not testing out what you're doing, if you're not proving that audience, that just means you're kind of, you're going to fail. Like that's, that's the short end of it, the long end of it. That's everything. Unless you think you're Steve Jobs, which most of us aren't, <laughs> some of us might be. But either way, you can't just throw a product out there and expect for it to succeed. So with Brushlogger, what's the story behind it? Take people through how you actually came up with the product, what a little bit of the background is. Okay, so the background is pretty interesting and pretty cool because everybody experienced a situation like this. The only difference that I took in this situation was I identified a problem and then I tried to later come up with a solution. So the problem that I identified is I was at the dentist's office, I was getting a root canal, I'm 26 years old. And I'm thinking to myself, why am I getting my tooth? You know, why am I, why is all this stuff happening to me right now? Well, David, it's pretty simple. You didn't listen to your mom and the dentist when they told you to brush twice a day, every day. You know, it's a pretty silly problem to have as an adult. I'll admit that it was kind of embarrassing. But once I realized what the problem was, I tried to think, is there a way to solve this problem to come up with a solution so that maybe kids out there in the future don't have to worry about getting a root canal? We have the technology. All we need is the parents you know, to implement some way of not making the kid feel like they're always pressuring them and asking them, hey, did you brush your teeth? Hey, did you brush your teeth? Because kids don't like that. But also having some kind of control over the situation. That is huge. And I think you have a perfect target market because parents just want to see their kids happy, healthy, and successful. And that's something that your product, Brush Logger, can definitely do because your teeth health, your the hygiene is extremely important to 
to long-term health. Absolutely. What have you done with parents in terms of testing this to see if it's something cool that they would like? What uh, You know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. I haven't just been asking parents. I've been also asking kids. I think it's, it's important uh, with my product specifically to appeal to both of them because they're both going to be using the product. So um, to answer that question, kids, I've just been asking them questions like, you know, would you take this product to your friend's house? You know, would it be annoying if you knew your parents are always up to date with your information? I just asked them questions that made them feel like adults and give me good advice on where to steer my prototype. And then I asked parents which features. I, I had a lot more features at the beginning. And I kind of just went through lists and then asked parents, you know, what was important to you? Is this important to you? There was a feature that I felt like was so incredibly important at first. And then I learned by asking parents that it's not that big of a deal because they'd rather pay less to get the product. That specific feature, I was trying to uh, make it so I could literally track the movements of the child with the toothbrush holder using different sensors and three triangulating their position, a lot of complex stuff that cost a lot more for the prototype. Eventually, I found out parents don't really care that much if where their kid's moving and how their, their arm's moving up and down when they're brushing their teeth. They just want to know if they're brushing for how long they're brushing. So I kind of got rid of that feature after asking parents. That is huge, too, because people do that. That feature creep gets in. You got to keep it simple, stupid, especially on your first products when you're first getting it out there. Just get out that MVP. Get it in the hands of users, of kids. Start cleaning those mouths and see what happens. And I think that's what you're trying to do. So you launched on Kickstarter a little ways back, and it didn't go quite as planned. Take us through your Kickstarter launch and what some of the biggest challenges you had were. Okay, so at the beginning, I'm super excited. I'm still excited. I don't want you guys to get the wrong impression. <laughs> but I, I started out with, okay, step-by-step lists. What am I going to do for PR? What am I going to do for, you know, am I going to give away prototypes to bloggers? Am I... Trying to figure that all out at first was a little overwhelming, but luckily there's sources on the internet like yours, Matt. I don't know if you guys know, but if you go to Matt's website, what is it, forward slash checklist? Yeah, checklist. Yeah, that thing really helps. It, I know it sounds crazy, guys. You think you know everything about Kickstarter. Just print the checklist out, and if you really do know everything about Kickstarter, cross out the stuff you do know about and cross out the stuff you're prepared for. So that's what I started to do. I started to get prepared. And some of the stuff, here's where I went wrong. I kind of thought mentally in my head, I, will th I think this is going to take me one week to do. When in reality, I did not know how long it would take to email 100 people. At first, I was thinking, you know, five minutes per email. But with the Kickstarter campaign to succeed, you need to encourage people to go to your page. Encourage people to help out that first day. And some of my emails were kind of, you know, simple. Like, hey, I started my Kickstarter, you know, check it out. No, you need to put a lot more personality. Remember, I met you at this place. I told you about my product, and it's finally here. My Kickstarter's here today. Get them excited, and all that stuff takes a lot more time than I actually had anticipated. So when it was a week before my Kickstarter campaign, I started sending out these emails and realizing, oh my goodness, these are taking a little longer than I had anticipated. And unfortunately, because I had been working two jobs at the time, and it was Black Friday, I was extremely busy at the time. So uh, another thing that I could have done better was plan the launch date to not land close to Black Friday, which was really hard for me. That is so... Um, sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. Uh, I actually had a list right here. One of the other things that I actually had wished I'd done different 
is uh, I can't afford too many prototypes to give away for free. So I had to find, I have, to, I'm still trying to figure this out. A lot of bloggers will write about your product if you send them one for free. But if you have, if you're like me and you have that hurdle where you can't afford to send out a bunch for free, I need to find like an equalizer right there. Maybe um, send them like a brochure explaining, uh, you know, what my product is. It's something a little more flashy than just an email. And then Matt, I'd like to ask your advice. What do you think would be better for that? One thing I think you not being able to give a physical prototype, you know, one thing I think you could do. I've never really seen it done before, but I think if you put the story into it effectively, you really could do it is if you sent out the actual product, typically people don't necessarily want the product. They just want to be able to touch it, feel it and see what it's like for their story. Let's say you sent out this product, but you did it way in advance and you sent it to one blogger and then for the return address, you gave them the address of a new blogger and a new blogger and a new blogger. And you tried to kind of train that into different stops. That's something I've never seen done. But in your situation, it could potentially be something that something that's kind of effective. If that doesn't work, one thing I always love, I like to recommend, go to public places, go to a mall, go somewhere like that and start sharing your product with people around. So either right before your campaign launches or like the day it launches, go to the biggest mall in L.A. and just be like showing this off to parents, mm-hmm. showing it off to kids have some kind of mobile device, an iPad, a tablet, something, so people can share your campaign, they can back your campaign. All those things help you launch a little bit stronger. In terms of other okay, wow, other press stuff... That's great advice. Oh, no, no yeah, no worries, no worries. I want to see you succeed, especially because you're an Art of the Kickstart <laughs> listener. And uh, any other things that you could do effectively? I'll think about it, but those two things, I think, could both potentially work. Also, of course, get, okay. getting with... Uh, getting with Isabel and Isaac and getting some help on that is never a, never a bad option. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Those guys have helped me out a lot. So speaking of those guys, I think it's time to jump into the launch round now. Decide outside of your business, more in life and business. What do you think? Sounds good. Guys, I want to thank today's show sponsor, eFulfillmentService.com, for helping us make Art of the Kickstart happen. If you're running a crowdfunding campaign or you're thinking about doing it and you know you're absolutely going to take it to the next level, but you don't have the time to ship out all those rewards to your backers to get them out on time, work with eFulfillmentService.com. They're a small company that's experienced with crowdfunding campaigns. They can help you get those rewards out on time and ahead of schedule to make your campaign shine. Welcome to the launch round, where we take our guests through a series of rapid-fire questions geared towards unlocking the inner inventor and entrepreneur in all of us. Get ready to blast off and unlock your inner potential. Let's do this. So, David, first question of the launch round. Who's your favorite inventor of all time? My favorite inventor of all time is definitely Tesla. Absolutely. Tesla is absolutely epic. I got to go Da Vinci personally, but I can't fault you for Tesla. So, Tesla, that brings up the prestige in my mind. Favorite movie of all time? Ooh, it just changed to Interstellar. Interstellar. I want to see that. That looks amazing. You have to see it in theaters. You can't see it. You can see it on the TV, but it was great in theaters. I was thinking about torrenting it personally, but we shall see. We shall see. (laughs) So, David, my next question for you. Have you had any business role models or people you've looked up to through your entrepreneurial journey? Oh, absolutely. At first, it was really famous people, you know, Steve Jobs. There's so many people at first that were popular, and that's I was just gravitating towards those popular people. But as I started getting involved in meetups and networking with people, and I don't know if anybody said this about 
this website on your your podcast. I've never heard I've heard you refer to meetups, but not too many of your speakers. There's a website, guys, called meetup.com, www.meetup.com, and you can network with hundreds of different business events, hundreds of different prototyping events, hacking events, things that'll help you be an inventor, an entrepreneur. And that's that's actually where I'm sorry, I lost track. What, what was the, the question again, Matt? Uh, any, uh, any kind of entrepreneurial role models, heroes. Who would you want to take to coffee? I know coffee's cliche, okay. but who would it be? Right. So through these events, I actually met somebody named Dale Fox. He's trying to start a mobile x-ray company, a mobile x-ray machine. Dale Fox is a very successful CEO, and he actually went out of his way to help a bunch of people learn their pitches, different stuff like that at events. I actually reached out to him to see if he, he'll be a mentor. Unfortunately, I was declined, but you know, I'll just keep pushing and try to get to a mentor because that's extremely important too. Oh, there's nothing more important, and especially getting around other people. I love that you bring up meetups. That's transformed my life and my business, just being out here in Saigon. There's dozens of other expat entrepreneurs. You work at a, you work at a co-working space. Things like that are game changers for people. And my next question for you, David, business books, life books. What do you want to share? Business books. Okay, I have to start off with Brian's book, The Art of the Kickstart. Uh-huh. Uh, that book has changed the way that my mind thinks. And so all your listeners, if there's people out there who are scared, thinking, oh, my prototype's going to cost way too much to create. I'm not going to create this idea. You know, Don't let hurdles like that stop you. You learn concepts in books that you read. I hope you're reading books or listening to books, but there's concepts like in the lean startup that teach you, you don't have to spend all your money to figure out if a feature is going to work, to figure out if a customer is going to like this thing. Sometimes it's as simple as just asking people if it's one way and asking people if it's another way, getting this data of which, you know, which one they liked more and steering your product towards that direction. Another book that I'd like to mention is Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. That book definitely helped me out, helped change my mindset a lot of times I would get this entrepreneur attitude and then it would slowly go away. Get this entrepreneur attitude and it would slowly go away. Books like Think and Grow Rich kind of made me realize like once I have that, I cannot give up. I just got to keep pushing. I got to keep pushing and just make everything of all the time that I have possible. And the last one is How to Win Friends and Influence People. This book teaches you how to network with people. If you're somebody who feels like antisocial or anything like that, being an entrepreneur is going to be really hard for you. You need to learn how to talk to people, how to be interested in what they're saying. That networking tool will definitely help you in life, especially as being an entrepreneur. And it'll make you a happier, more fun person as well. I think all of those books are absolutely amazing. You brought yeah. up some great ones. Guys, artofthekickstart.com slash audible. No one's gotten their free audio book yet. But if you want to, just go there. And my last question for you, David. So I would say you're one of the awesome listeners for Art of the Kickstart. You definitely seem like a passionate guy. You're clearly building amazing things. But my question, you brought it up before. Let's get back to it. Who's your favorite guest that we've had on? Who do you want to give a shout out to? Ooh, your favorite guest. Your favorite guest. I, I'm sorry. I might not be able to say the name specifically. No worries. What'd they but, do? Okay. So, oh man, I don't remember the product too much either. All I remember is this guy kept giving advice after advice. And you yourself, Matt, was like, guys, take advantage of this. I think you're I talking about Martin. Yeah, that's that's probably it. he uh, gave such good business advice that it was almost like listening to an audiobook. You know, just advice after advice that was just extraordinary. 
I would also recommend that you guys, as listeners, take advantage of all the shows that are on that Matt has. Ideally, when you start a Kickstarter, you would do research before you, you start your Kickstarter. But luckily, there's resources for us entrepreneurs where people have already put in a lot of that work like Matt and other individuals. So take advantage of those networks. Yeah, that's the idea with Art of the Kickstart. You know you're going to make a product. You've got that. You're at least six months ahead. You start listening. You figure out what you need to do. And then you crush it. David, you're planning on crushing it. Let's get back to you and your business. What are you doing differently this time around? We've talked about it. When's your launch? Tell people about it and how you're going to how you're going to make this campaign absolutely blow up. Okay, great. So my brush logger new launch date is March 1st. What I'm doing differently is, like you said, I'm kind of going out there and talking to people. I have gone to some meetups and brought my prototype and just talked about it a little bit. But I'm, I'm going to go out and express how excited I am to people that my Kickstarter is going to start March 1st. I think people need to see this enthusiasm that I have inside that I kind of hide sometimes. So another thing that I'm actually doing to prepare for is personalizing each email. Like I said earlier, it seemed time consuming, but now I've set my launch date, you know, a month ahead so I could actually sit down, take the time I need to email all these people and hopefully get the responses that I need. I was thinking maybe also spending, you know, a couple hundred bucks on some type of marketing. I haven't chose exactly Facebook what. ads. Don't do anything else. Facebook ads to a landing page and build your email list. If you do that, that's the most effective way for great. advertising. Oh, about building the email list, Matt. A great way to build that email list is going to meetups. Again, I know I keep mentioning this website, but like Matt said, everybody, it has literally changed my life. It's changed Matt's too. When you network with all these people at these events, you get business cards. I write down a little bit of information about that person and you know what their idea was or why they were there, something that would help me remember them. And that's also a way to build your email list in case anybody listening is kind of wondering other ways to build email lists. Yes, definitely start building your email list. That's one of the most important things when you launch. Hit your personal network, hit your email list, get out there and crush it. David, I think that's, yes. that's what it sounds like you're doing. We wrap these shows up with one thing. You know what it is. One piece of advice for inventors <laughs> and entrepreneurs. What would you give them? All right. So I know this might sound like a motivation thing, but... First of all, if you're listening to the show right now, you're awesome. You're amazing. You're making an attempt to better your life. I'm assuming you didn't just stumble on this podcast. And I'm assuming at this moment, if you're still listening, you're not thinking, oh, you know, I'm just doing it for entertainment. You're trying to better your life. So let me start off by saying you're amazing for that. But unfortunately, a lot of entrepreneurs get scared. They feel like they can't succeed. There's something stopping them. And that's fear. I hope if you guys get anything from this podcast, you remember, don't be afraid. Be the best that you can. You know, tonight, if you are got to work tomorrow in the morning, it's okay. Put in a little extra work towards your invention, towards your product, because in the end, it's going to pay off. Don't be scared. I know I keep saying it, but fear is stopping you if you're not attempting to start a company or a product. And I don't at all want to sound like I'm mad at you guys. I, I said that with a loud voice. I just noticed. But I, I want excited. You're enthusiastic. How important it is. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, from now on, you know, I'm going to create history. You need to think that way. From now on, I'm going to create history. I'm going to try harder. I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to be more persistent. I'm never going to give up. That's the attitude you need to have. I hope you guys have a great adventure in starting your product and your company.
Matt, thank you so much for having me on your show. David, th- thanks for coming on, getting us pumped up. I get the little goosebumps. Yeah, <laughs> guys, if you're not scared, if you're not feeling awkward, that means you're not really pushing yourself. You're not growing. So, David, last thing. You've been on here. You've been an awesome guest. You're coming out March 1st. Give yourself a pitch. Why should people check out Brush Logger? We'll put this out closer to your campaign, so hopefully it helps you kick it off. Give me something. Thank you so much, Matt. So, well, if you, if you have children and you're concerned about their health, this product is something that you might consider. It's basically a toothbrush holder that connects to the internet, a smart toothbrush holder that can text you or let you know when your children are not brushing. And also, we're supposed to throw away our toothbrush every three months. I'm not too sure if your listeners know this, but the brush logger is just going to remind you of things like that and help you pre-order a new toothbrush. There's no required equipment except for the toothbrush holder. My competitors, they have special toothbrushes that you need to use. Uh, Again, mine is just for a universal toothbrush, any size, and it'll be able to monitor, log, and timestamp how long a toothbrush is being used and when it's being used. Also alert parents if they're not brushing. Again, my target market is parents, but adults could benefit from this as well, including myself. That's kind of why I made it. Now let's face that's it. That's my pitch. Yeah, face it. Everybody wants perfect white teeth. I think that's what you're trying to do. You're making something freaking awesome. Guys, go check it out when David's on there. At the very least, David's an awesome Art of the Kickstart listener. Yeah, absolutely. He's just like everybody else. Give him a and share. And also, you know, just one dental visit. Yeah, they're expensive. Insurance. Okay, last question for you, David. Where's the best place for people to find you, say hey, and just thank you for the interview? Well, March 1st, 2015 is going to be my campaign. So if it's around that time, go ahead and check out my Kickstarter page. The product is Brush Logger. And right now or anytime, go ahead and check out my website, brushlogger.com, or go ahead and contact me via email, david at brushlogger.com. Any help you know, with PR uh, would greatly be appreciated. Yeah, guys, reach out, say thanks for being on the show. David, thanks for coming on, sharing an awesome story. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks, Matt. Hey, guys, I'm your host, Matt Ward, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Art of the Kickstart, where we believe inventors, innovators, and entrepreneurs are changing the world and bringing humanity forward into the future. If you like the ideas in this episode, or you're interested in learning more about crowdfunding and how to kill it with your own Kickstarter campaign, you can check out more at artofthekickstart.com. And if you've been listening to the show, love the episodes, but you're not subscribed, that's got to change. You can go to artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher and get the episodes delivered magically to your phone. And if you like the show, I would love you forever if you leave a review on iTunes. It helps more aspiring inventors and creators out there find the show and find the information they need to kill it on Kickstarter. Until next time, thanks for tuning in, guys, and have an absolutely 